Hello and welcome to Getaway Day. Gotham Rao, Mason Lott. Today we're going to be talking about the Minnesota Twins and the many uh, changes to their ball club since the last time we've spoken about them uh, in depth. So the big move, of course, was the addition of Carlos Correa on a three-year Who? deal. Who? Carlos Who? Correa? The Never heard of star, him. 27-year-old shortstop coming over from Houston. Very interesting move. Uh, kind of the shocker of the entire uh, baseball offseason that he would sign with Minnesota out of nowhere, basically. But he got a really nice deal where he's basically able to opt out of the contract after each of the first two uh, seasons. And this gives him a chance to go out and try to get the big 10 plus year contract a year from now if he does well. But it also signals that the Twins are kind of going all in on this season and they see an opportunity in the AL Central where they can compete with the White Sox, if not compete with the White Sox for the division, at least be a contender for the wild card. And that seems very possible with the moves that they've made. So other than Correa, they've added um, Gary Sanchez and Giovanni Urshela from the Yankees, sending off uh, Josh Donaldson in that trade. Um, on the pitching side, they're kind of lacking in the starting pitching department. They did add Dylan Bundy and now Chris Archer, most recently Sonny Gray in a trade from the Reds. But there's some work to be done there. Um, what do you think about this pitching staff as a whole? Do they have enough starting pitching to survive the season? I am very concerned about the starting rotation. This is the area of the Twins roster that I think people have been concerned about for a while. Um, it's certainly not new that they don't have a lot of guys that are um, that have long track records of being workhorses and um, being just like the guy that you can turn to every five days. And I really like the move to get Sonny Gray for that reason. He is that workhorse. Um, and Sonny Gray is pretty much, except for that really short stint in, in New York a couple of years ago, he's been a really, really good pitcher his entire career. Um, outside of that, Dylan Bundy has been kind of up and down um, throughout his career. Uh, they're bringing in Chris Archer, um, who has been injured and ineffective the last about two years. Um, the last time that he pitched, uh, over a hundred innings, uh, was 2019. Granted, it's hard to pitch a hundred innings in a 60 game season when you're a starter, but, um, the last time he was effective was 2018. Um, if they could get 2018 Chris Archer back to go with Sonny Gray and a good Dylan Bundy, then relying on Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober, these two really young guys who don't have a long, uh, or don't have a lot of experience in the majors, that would be kind of your best case scenario. I I kind of think they're going to be relying on Ober and Ryan a lot more than that best case scenario, though. So, yeah, and uh, Joe Ryan was actually named the open today starter. Very rare situation where a rookie uh, gets to open today starter. I think it's only happened about three times in the last uh, I don't know how many years, but it's it's not very common and. That kind of shows you the situation they're in. I agree that Gray's a good pitcher, but he's not your um he's not a true ace, I guess. And we don't yeah. know necessarily if he can go out and give you 175 innings because he has dealt with a lot of injuries in his career. He did do 200 innings a couple times with Oakland, but it's been it's been years now since that happened. Um 
on the other side of the ball club, though, with their uh, new look lineup, um, I kind of want to talk about defense first. So with the addition of Correa at shortstop, who's a truly elite defender, they're able to shift uh, Jorge Blanco over to second base, which is maybe a more natural fit for him. They've got Byron Buxton in center field. Um, Urshela at third base, very good defender. So overall, this lineup, I think, should be able to help the pitching staff a little bit just because they, they should play good defense, I think. Yeah, uh, and then having a guy uh, in Kirloff who's not a complete liability out and right um, certainly helps there as well. So um, you're basically at your typical bad fielding positions. Oh, sorry, uh, Kirloff and left. Um, my bad. Uh, Kepler's the right fielder. But that basically leaves your typical bad defensive position at first base as the one where you'd be a little bit more concerned. But as long as he can just be a target and knock a ball down and pick it back up, you're fine. Uh, the one area where I do actually really struggle with their defense a bit is a catcher. Um, Gary is uh, not a catcher. He just stands there. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, but we can't forget about Ryan Jeffers, who actually is, is pretty well regarded as a catcher. And I do feel like he's going to get a lot of the playing time there. And Gary's going to get to be more of a just a DH and he can focus on the hitting aspect of it. And honestly, like, why is the guy a catcher in the first place? Like, he's just, that's I think that part question. of his career should just be over. Dude, he should become a reliever. He's got a great arm. <laughs> the new Kenley Jansen. Yeah. I'm telling you. The new Rowan Wick. Um, anyways, uh, so you didn't. Make me be the guy that he was supposed to be as a prospect more than just the 220 uh 30 homer guy maybe maybe he can do a little bit more with that and that'd be pretty exciting uh who's another hitter in this um in this team that you maybe want to spotlight here so the guy who kind of got displaced in all of these moves because uh correa comes in moves polanco to um second base and then urshela comes in at third so where does luis arias play now if you got kirloff and left he can't play there so He's a really solid player, really, really high contact guy, um, insane batting average, no power at all. Um, and he walks 10% of the time almost. Like, this dude is always on base, and he's kind of quick. He's not fast, fast, but he's he's pretty quick. Um, so he's a guy that you want on base because you're going to drive him in, and he'll get on base. He's, he's kind of a... Uh, Nick Madrigal, if you will. Um, and I definitely think that it's going to be uh, interesting to see how Rocco uses him. Um, especially if they're slotting him in at DH because he doesn't have a defensive position to play. But it's kind of interesting that uh, you're calling him like Nick Madrigal, but he's the guy that actually has more experience than Nick Madrigal. But he is younger, which I which I had no idea. The the guy's only twenty four, and he's been the big leagues for three years now. Um, I think the big thing is people know McMad Nick Madrigal. <laughs> I don't really know Luis Arias all that much. Oh yeah, I guess that may be true. 
but yeah, like you said, great on base uh, skills, and uh, he's going to put the bat on the ball many times, and that that could be really valuable for this team uh, to balance out some of the big sluggers like Sano and uh, other guys that maybe don't put the, the the barrel on the ball too often. So I like that call. Um, I'll, I'll name one other guy on the pitching side to keep on an eye on, and that's uh, Bailey Ober. So Bailey Ober is going to be in the starting rotation. He's a huge man. He's six foot nine, two hundred and sixty pounds, um, and all through the minor leagues, this guy was just great at not uh, walking guys. Just has impeccable uh, control of the strike zone. Some of the walk rates in the minors like two point seven percent, three point one percent, two point eight percent, three point four percent. So if he can do that at the major league level. He's already got a leg up on half the pitchers that are coming up these 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 days that have really poor uh, control. He does strike out a lot of guys too. That's just going to give him a good uh, foundation to be a solid pitcher. Probably not going to be an all star or anything, but I think people are sleeping on Bailey Ober a little bit. I think he's going to have a strong season with the Twins. I like that pick. Uh, the the one other thing, and this isn't a specific player, but the kind of the one other thing with the Twins this year is they have a lot of prospects that are about ready to crack the major leagues. Yeah, um, th- they've got guys uh, perennial number one prospect in their uh, in the organization. There, Royce Lewis, if he comes back from his injury from last year and plays well, he's guaranteed to get a crack this year. Like if he's healthy, um, Austin Martin. There's a a chance you'll see him later in the year. Uh, I don't know how good of a chance that one is, but then they've got uh, other guys like Josh Winder and Jordan Balazovic on the, the pitching side. Um, and those guys have been at uh, double or triple A and pitching pretty well. So um, if there's any guy struggling on Minnesota, you might see some uh, some guys flipping and flopping around. And the non-prospects that you'll probably see um, – he graduated from his prospect status, but being optioned down to the uh, minors to start the year is Trevor Larnick. So, got yeah. a lot of interesting young players. Yeah, we'll see how much they contribute this year. I think the, those pitching ones could definitely be critical with the state of their pitching staff right now, but we will see. Um, anything else on the Twins? I don't think so. I think that pretty well covers it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on this uh, mini episode here. Um, We'll catch you next time on Getaway Day.